My name is Daniel. Uh, welcome back to the Water Podcast. Have a very special episode. I'm excited to bring uh, this guest on today. His brother named Ed. Um, he is in the yoga space. And so uh, this was one of the first things I wanted to talk about when I thought of this. So uh, so how are you feeling tonight, bro? What's good with you? What's up? What's up, man? I'm feeling well. Feeling well and and grateful. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you too, man, because, you know, one, again, this is something that I wanted to talk about. And two, you know, um, I always have like a special appreciation when like, like I, I've had friends on and then I've had people that I don't really know like that. And so like, you know, I have a special appreciation for somebody just like, you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll share my space with you. So uh, much respect for that. Much love. But, um, you know, let's dive right into it. Um, so again, I wanted to talk about yoga, but, um, you know, there are a lot of things that can come with yoga, like people kind of assume like the spiritual aspect, but, you know, yoga has like yoga calls people to it differently. You feel me? So sometimes it's spiritual. Sometimes it's, you know, it can be something else. It doesn't necessarily have to be spiritual, but, um, but I kind of wanted to like, I, I kind of like watch you from afar and by far, I mean the Twitter timeline, you know what I mean? Um, and so I just kind of wanted to, to kind of pick your brain a little bit and get dive a little bit into your experience. So, so first of all, how long have you been doing yoga? Let's see. Started yoga back in 2015 and it was following a, yeah, 2015 in uh, that summer uh, and it was following a breakup that I had. And uh, I, now I started off with meditation. That was the first thing that uh, came to me as I was looking just for some type of peace and some type of understanding of everything that was going on. But after meditation, it led to yoga. But um, I think a big part of my yoga practice, again, comes from meditation. And that's where it starts off. Uh, a lot of folks will, like you said, different types of yoga. Uh, there's a yoga that you can be kind of like anything in life, you can kind of be unconscious doing it and conscious doing it. And the more focused you are on your breath and really just how your body is moving, the more conscious you can get. Um, there's a body focused physical yoga, and that's great too. You just got to know what your intent is while you're doing it and what you're looking to get out of it. But yeah, it's, it's been going on six years now, six or seven years. Dope. So that's interesting because so there's a little bit of overlap between what got you into it and what got me into it. I'll talk about my experience in a little bit. But um, was there anything in particular backing up to what you said about meditation? Was there anything in particular that was like, you know, after your breakup, you was like, OK, I'm going to try to meditate or, you know, what I mean, how are you exposed to meditation? Yeah. So so after after the breakup, you know, you you, you, you want to look for some type of peace. Um when stuff is going on, you know, what I mean, you're, you're still wanting that person. You're having regrets. You you were attached to them. So now you're having to process this separation and detachment in this new, you know, world you have. So uh, when all that was happening, I just looked to the I looked to find some answers for it. Uh, and they weren't. And, and, yeah, I was, I was looking to find the answers for it. And I'm not I I think I think it really uh, I'm. To be honest, I for, I now forget how I started meditation, but I know that one big part of it was 
when I was working at this life insurance company um, that this black guy, uh, I, I call him my Morpheus, but uh, this, this this guy like, um, this guy put me on to some type, to, to, to some readings and some audios was telling me about like the secret of life and like the, and like, and like how stuff is a, uh planned and stuff out so basically he just got me um i think so one of the first things uh one of the first audios that i listened to was the strangest secret by earl nightingale and that if that didn't start my meditation off i definitely like enhanced it because it was talking about how the mind is a fertile garden and it doesn't really matter if you plant good per se or bad uh whatever you plant is going to grow so you got to be really intentional about what you put into your mind and you have the power to control that. So, uh, you know, somewhere around that time, you know, however I went online and found it or whatever, or read a product, I'm pretty sure I went online and it probably led to that, but started meditating in my one bedroom apartment in Greensboro, North Carolina, had the windows down and just really got back in tune with my, with myself and the earth. Well, I should say got back. Well, yeah, I got back into tune, even though in this lifetime, that was actually my first time knowing the true, the true me. But uh, but yeah, got back into it myself in that one bedroom apartment. It was a beautiful, blissful time. I feel that, and so it's so dope, right? When you when like you come out of a bad situation that you're kind of like reborn from it, and it's like this this fresh new you. You feel me? So you know, based on what you're telling me, it sounds like that's kind of what you felt or experienced. Yeah, it was a. It was a, it was back to me. I mean, uh, there's 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 a lot of ways to cope with hurt or with pain, and I'm glad that I was able to find something like yoga and really get into it because it's something that actually can heal the pain, not just numb it or hide it or just coat it. So, uh, very thankful to find something that's a natural healing healing method that. Uh, you know, all of us, all of us can do. So I, I'm very thankful for meditation because if, if you can breathe, you can meditate. Um, I'm glad you said that because uh, this wasn't part of the plan, but I think there's like when I talk to people, because I'd be trying to get all the homies in yoga, um, you know what I mean? And so <laughs> like when I talk to people about meditation and yoga, there's this perception that is like a barrier to entry there, like for meditation is like my, or my, my mind races or with yoga is like, well, I'm not flexible. And, you know, <laughs> typically I'm like, well, you don't have to be like, it's not even about that. Like it's not a, necessarily about the flexibility of it. You know, it's so much more to it than that. Well, that's also, I mean, that's the thing, you know, people don't apply the, when you start getting deeper and deeper in things, people don't apply the same principles because you go to school so you can become a, a, a so you can become a, whatever, a, what am I trying to say? What do you, what do you, what do you go to school for these days? Let, let, okay, even this, let's say you go to trade school to become a plumber. You learn skills to to do what you want to do. So if if you're not flexible, that's the whole point is that you do it so you become flexible. Uh, if you can't breathe exactly. well, the whole point of practicing your breathing is to breathe well. So people uh, definitely use that as uh, an excuse and an escape, and because it's you know it's a it's something that so so we also about it earlier with my my homegirl, but it's doing 
doing other things and like just making it a physical practice allows you to kind of bypass or ignore the spiritual emotional emotional things that come up because the, the hardest thing in life you'll deal with is your emotions like like is is you is how you sleep at night so um you know you you can fake it for everybody else you can kind of show what's on the surface but eventually you know it it, it definitely comes down to you but it's a it's a um it's scary i mean at, at the end of the day it's scary i can't say it's not scary but you got to just know that mm-hmm. you're stronger than it um because meditation for me I mean, for most people, I mean, it's it's definitely can be a little scary. You're closing your eyes. It's your first time sitting down and actually exploring what's in there and then facing what's in there. It can be scary. So I get it. But uh, right now, and, you know, for the sake of this podcast and this present moment, I'm encouraging everybody to just release that fear. Uh, release that fear. You know, know you're not alone and you're going to overcome. Like, the fear is irrational. Like, I don't even know what my... Like my biggest fear when I first started meditating and having my eyes closed was, what was my fear? You know, that's funny. I, I gotta think about that. But like right now, I can't even, I can't even just say what my um, what my biggest fear was. And and and, and well, well, really, I, I can I can kind of think about it. I can't think exactly what it is. But for most folks, you know, it's facing, it, it's it's facing something that we don't want to face. Like we know something's inside it that we don't want to have to take the time to fix or anything. But again, then you find out that you, mm-hmm. you're just being impatient. Like you're not even scared. You as you as impatient with your healing. Like, like it's not gonna kill you. Like, like I, I never thought that while I'm meditating that I was gonna die. Like I never thought that I was gonna right. get attacked by some spiritual monster. Uh I guess I was like, damn, I don't want to meditate because I don't want to face what's there. But I mean there's there's Shoot, I'll tell you what's scarier than that. I'll shoot being being in hot yoga class and it's burning up and you smoke before class. You've been eating bad and you can barely breathe and your body is like sweating everywhere. That was that was more close to death than I ever ever felt with meditation. So mm. so nah, I mean, like I, said, I mean, meditation right. it's just it's, it's something that you have to practice. Yoga is something you have to practice. You know, and at this point, I am yoga. I am meditation. Like it's not something that I have to practice or I have to intentionally do. It's something that I just I am like something that I just I I be every day I do that or or in some sense you know even if I don't actually do the art of getting on my mat and stretching and doing that I'm stretching at some point during the day I'm being conscious of my breath because there's different limbs of yoga so just being focused on your breath just being aware of your breath and how your body is moving as you're walking that's yoga and meditation right there you know mm-hmm. so so yeah there there's a lot of ways to it there's a lot of entries uh but you got to start though everybody you got to start somewhere and you got to just know that it's a practice like you you don't you don't become you don't you don't heal in one day you don't get a degree in one day you don't become a teacher in one day you don't have a child in one day you don't get married in one day you don't fall in love and well you don't rise in love and in real love in one day so it takes time and i just you know hope that anybody listening will take more time with themselves for for yoga and meditation, allow it to develop. You know, uh, it's 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 scientific too. The effects it's not just all spiritual, right? Like the effects of yoga, meditation, and breathing are are scientific. So you know, t- hope hope everybody hearing this just takes the time. For sure. Um, out of curiosity, were you were you religious prior to to meditation? Yeah, yoga, like no? uh, um, 
and even that, like the the real religious in my in my in my opinion, because real religion means that you actually like, and I mean at the basis of Christianity, like you have to be good, like you have to like focus. And I mean by be good, like you should be like volunteering and giving back to the world. Like that's like the basis of I, I feel like any religion. Like all right, how am I giving back? Or or I mean, really, what I found now is that it should be given to yourself, um, which is what you know yoga meditation does, but. Like anything should be some type of sacrifice given out, you know, being a not being rude and stuff like that. So, like, as far as religious, like the true religion, I've always been like that. Now, like, like, was I going to church every Sunday and Bible study and stuff like that? No, because like, like even before, you know, even before um, yoga meditation, I always felt like God was already within me or around me whenever I prayed or whenever I did did intentionally good things, you know. And it wasn't it's, uh, the, the the good things mm-hmm. aren't to show God or anything. It's just because it feels good, you know. It it, it, it like I, I, maybe there's some people out there who are wired differently, but personally, I know for so many people and for me, it's like doing good just feels good. So why would I not just wake up and volunteer? Why would I not just do good? Um. So so yeah, my my uh, uh I grew up you know Southern Baptist. I'm from North Carolina, and my family is both from uh, both my sides of the family are from the South. So I grew up like that, but even my parents weren't hyper religious, but they're still very much tied and connected to the uh, Baptist faith. So anything like, and even with that, you know, uh, they mentioned meditation in the Bible, but everybody glosses and skips over that part. But uh, meditation was never a thing for me and my family, not even for my devout Christian family. Because again, meditation and actually sitting down, nah, that's that's like that's like the devil's work. You don't start hearing them voices. The, the devil's voices and stuff like that like <laughs> it, it is crazy because you realize that for so many years who somebody's been pushing the narrative that you shouldn't sit still because if when you sit still and hear voices that it's wrong like it is wrong for you to be still and that's one of those things that me and my homegirl again we're talking about today is a root chakra uh so many like they, they've done so well at destabilizing the root chakra to make it overactive to where people can't sit down. People can't, and they won't sit down. Physically, mm-hmm. their body doesn't feel comfortable, they're squirming, and it starts mentally, is that they're always thinking of doing something else, and even with that, to kind of bring around that patience thing again. For Even for me, I, I meditate daily, but what happens is, during those first few minutes, like, I don't just fall right in. I don't just, like, sit down and, um, I'm just, like, in a state of, being i have to relax my mind first like i have to do that so again with patience give yourself like four five seven minutes to actually you know let your thoughts kind of settle let your body settle and then eventually you can meditate like for me like again for for me my my, my time frame Mm -hmm. like even today was probably about three to five minutes of just craziness of overthinking of um thinking about the future which is taking about the present moment but then i just then eventually with after that six seven minutes i just came came and meditated i calmed down mm-hmm. so definitely some some parallels in, in our stories you know what i mean like for me um my father is actually a preacher he, he's a pastor of a baptist church and so i grew up that as well and so uh, for me, I was actually so as an adult, like. Matter of fact, I'll, I'll back up. So 
it wasn't for me at the time, like as a as a teenager. And so like I was on some like going into college, like I'm gonna do whatever I want when I go to college. And so um, but I found my way back to it. But what actually got me into it was there was a curiosity there, even when I kind of got back into Christianity. But then when stuff started going bad, because uh, I was actually married for a time. And so uh, so you said you had a breakup. I had a I had a divorce and then um, stuff wasn't going well for me with my faith as well, because, you know, there were a lot of things that, that really shook that. And I, I, I felt like I didn't have a connection. And, and because of those things that had happened, it was it was like a whole bunch of stuff at once, to be honest with you. bro. was that I lost my job for a time. I lost my place. And so. I, I felt like a failure as like a man, as a provider, as a Christian. Is, is I, I feel like a failure in every way that a grown man would want to succeed. Yeah. You feel me? And so, um, but at the same time, there was this fear of like, I, I don't want to like. What if? What if I meditate? And what if I like like it? Like, what if it like turns me against? You know what I mean? What What it is that I I thought I stood for, but. Um, a coworker got me into it, so shout out to him. And, and he he broke it down very simple. Like after work one day, we was in a small office, and he was like, "You know, just we just gonna sit here in these office chairs. I'm gonna turn the lights out. I'm gonna set the timer for ten minutes. We just gonna breathe." And after that, like, <laughs> bro, that was it. <laughs> and and what I found was that, like, so I I started to do that in the morning, and I would supplement my prayer with it because I was like. Like I, I kind of glossed over, but I was down bad, bro. I was like depressed, and and you know, um, you know those things that come with feeling like a failure. And so uh, I was just looking for a way to sort of survive, like emotionally. And so I used it as a supplement for prayer initially, and eventually, like it just kind of replaced it. Like I, I, it, it sort of helped me sit with myself, kind of like eventually that voice that told me that that reinforced that i was like the worst person there is on the planet began to like talk nice to me you yeah. know and and, and like it, it's so crazy how it happened and and so like meditation was just like all i would do in the morning and then i worked part-time at a gym and there was a black guy there that taught uh the yoga class and so uh i had free access to it at first i you know again i was afraid but then like it was accessible and so, you know, I go in his class and, you know, he's kind of chilling laid back and like he's playing like, I don't know what your your, your music tastes are, but he's playing like Robert Glasper and like Big Sean in, in yoga class. And like, this is a bougie gym. This is the Equinox was like, there was not an all black yoga class by any means, you feel me? So, you know, but he was playing, he, he just made it feel so accessible to me. And so, um, and, and so I went from you know, being afraid of it to embracing it because I was slowly starting to build back, build myself back up. Um, this person who I thought I was, I realized that I wasn't my thoughts. And not only was I not my thoughts, but I, I was, I was greater than my thoughts. I was greater than my fears. And, and I wasn't a failure. I needed those experiences to get me to where I needed to go at that particular time. And so that was kind of how yoga got into my life. How would you say it transforms you during during this time period? Um, I think 
again, I mean, really, the, the meditation was the biggest part of it. Uh, because, again, that, that year, I started, I wasn't doing, that thing. So that year, that 2015, where I, like, really hit the switch on my life and direction, uh, I still wasn't doing yoga that much, but I was meditating a lot. I was meditating a lot. I was eating better. I was starting to look at crystals. I was um, starting to, you know, look at my reactions more. I had already began to stop stuttering as much. Uh, it was still going on, but it definitely decreased a lot. But mm-hmm. that was really it. I mean, I'm I'm trying to let me let me go to my phone real quick. I believe it was really 2016 um, when I really got when I really really got into yoga, and really I would say maybe like mid 2016 after well. Yeah, after a few classes of yoga, I, I was I was really able to see the the, the light for it, um, and that was in 2015. But in 2016, I started really practicing, and the thing that really did it for me to this day is that I was in hot yoga class uh, in in Charlotte, and I was doing the pigeon. Yeah, I was doing my I was doing the pigeon pose. I was on my right my right side, and again now 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 uh uh. This day isn't the day that I was eating bad, I'm talking about, but it was just one day that I was just hot. I don't think I smoked for a class or anything. I think I was just hot. I was just hot. I put I I was putting my my whole body down the line that day in class. So I was sweating. And it's like my body just my 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 I couldn't hold back anything anymore. So like it was it was during class, uh at the end of class, and we were having a whole pigeon pose after going through all of these all these poses and for anybody listening pigeon pose is a wonderful hip opener uh so we so we was in class and we, we were taught to uh we were told to hold it uh for like one maybe even two minutes and i'm already at 15 seconds like yo this hurts like i can't hold this i can't do this like i'm like yo i'm about to pass i can't do this but um i don't know what i, I don't know exactly which thought you know came to mind other than you know what Oh, well, that's what happened, right? I, that day, I'm like, yo, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. I'm going to die. I'm going to give up. I can't do it. I can't do this. But I just took a breath. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to die. I'm just going to breathe. I took a breath, big inhale, let it out with the exhale. And at that moment, my hip popped. And I like uh, my right hip that I was leaning on. And I like sunk deeper into the pose. And from there, it was really up because... It's just like a whole bunch of like thoughts came to my head at that moment and realized that I was like, wow, like I have been some voice in my head, even deeper than meditation or even deeper to knock stuff out, was over here telling me stuff that just wasn't true. It was telling me stuff that wasn't true. And I was holding on to things like I was holding on to fear or whatever blockage was there until I just breathe. I, I breathe and then. It, it, it loosened up. So, you know, yoga from that point then on, I really realized it as being not just a physical exercise, but how it can help your confidence, which around that area is going to be it uh, with emotions. Uh, it's going to be your sacral chakra and your solar plexus around that area, uh, you know, breathing deep into the lungs, breathing deep. So so from, from, from that moment, I mean, it transformed my world. I started looking at, you know, things differently, did more research. I started being patient. More, more patient with myself. Uh, I started, I started seeing people 
seeing people more as people and being more gentle with them in general. Uh, and it just helped me to start processing emotions better. Like I, I think from there, it like cracked open Pandora's box because, you know, then when I then when I would meditate, I would see those same type of thoughts or emotions pop up, and I would have to discern those. I'm like, you know what? This isn't true. This isn't real. This is something totally separate from me. This this isn't something that I actually identify with. And if I do, I want to release this. So so I mean, like like really, the the I think the biggest part of all that is that it showed me that you can release. Um, because I'm somebody that will, that will mm-hmm. tend to naturally hold on to things. But, uh, you know, these days I say flowing through life, I don't hold on to as many things as I used to. Uh, I practice the art of, uh, now at the time I didn't know what I was doing, but at the time now I, I, I do, of course. So the art of the, of detachment, you know, not holding on to things, whether they're good or they're bad, just letting it flow through you, not giving too much judgment to it, but just experiencing it. And if something that I don't like, or something that does not vibe with me, or something that I feel like is blocked, then breathe through it, and at some point you'll be able to, you know, breathe through that blockage. So, so yeah, again, just knowing that I can breathe through blockages and release a physical tension with emotional and back and vice versa was just freeing, very freeing for me. It's like you're not really gonna do it, mm. but you think about it a lot. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like so I would like cycle through what would be the most altruistic way to die. You feel me? Like that's where I was uh, when I started meditating. And so like the meditation, I, I would literally pray because I, I thought that like from from my reading in the Bible, like I thought like suicide was a sin. So I would like pray like God, if I do this, like don't hold it against me type shit. You know what I mean? So, um, but like, so, so meditation would, again, it, it would, it would kind of bring me out of that. It would, it would build me back. And eventually I started talking nice to myself and, and cause, cause like when you sit with yourself, you think like, okay, why are you, why are you thinking these ways? Why do you feel like a failure? And it, it kind of helped me to rewrite history, you know? Cause like, you know, you say you hold on to stuff. I hold, I hold on to stuff too. And so I think about like it, when I was cycling through the moments in the past where it was like, man, I should have done this better, whatever. Um, I eventually just settle every time I got to a point where every time I would think I should have done this, I would get to the point where it was like, you know what? You didn't because you weren't ready to do that yet. But when the time comes to do it, you're going to be ready. You know, you're going to be all right. And so, I got to the point where like I was like, you know, I really I really fuck with me, you know, like with with the meditation and then with the yoga I, I could be because of like this is my theory that I formed in my head but because of being like a the son of a preacher, you know, that sort of it comes with like expectations, right? And so to an extent you feel even if you don't have to and I guess it depends on what church you in, but you feel like you kind of have to be performative, like you have to put on the mask of like what a preacher's son would look like. And so I could be, I can be very people pleaser. I can be very performative in, in things. And so, especially being like I hoop growing up. And so, you know, coming from hooping and stuff and going into yoga, there's like that competitive mm-hmm. aspect where it's like, you know, I'm getting, I'm into it and I want to look a certain way. I already look a certain way. I want to reinforce that with like, with I, like, I want to fucking kill this pose. You feel me? Like, 
I want to do Warrior 2. Like, nobody else in this class can do it. And, like, so I'm, like, focusing on other people and, like, you know, not even really focusing on myself. But eventually I got to the point where it was, like, what are you trying to prove? You're, you're not here. You're not here for anybody. You're here for yourself. So just be your best self. And it's funny enough, like, when I first started doing that, I actually got <laughs> like, 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 like it, like I'll be in bow pose. I, I still do it sometimes. Like I'll be in bow pose, about to bust my ass, bro. And but eventually, like the insecurity of like failure from that went away, and it just got funny to me. Like instead of looking around, I was you know like I'm in warrior. I'm looking ahead. Like I'm looking mm-hmm. at my fingertips, or if I'm in like triangle, like I'm looking at the ceiling, or I'm looking. You know, I'm I'm not like people could be there or they could not be there. It won't make a difference to me. Like yep. that's the point where I got to. And it just got like if I if I was about to bust my ass, it was funny to me. Like it was like hilarious to the point where like I I, I would like record myself. Like let me let me let me fuck around <laughs> with propose after class and see see what happened. Um, and, and it actually gave me confidence to to make moves without having to worry about that failure, you know. And and just to like get back up and try it again because if if you if you bust your ass, like yeah, like. It's it's okay, but like at the same time, I was like, all right, well, let's run it back. You know, see how I do next time, and eventually, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be better in it because, like you mm-hmm. said, is that practice and it's repetitions. But yeah, it was definitely transformative. No, that's no, that, in, that's, in that's, that's the, I'm gonna briefly just touch just um, briefly say, add to that. But yeah, man, it's like that's part of the like that's part of the stigma again is that you have to perform in yoga, and so many times, especially when you starting off, I don't care where you at, if you in America. There's going to be some thin white lady who can put her toes like like in the front of her forehead and you're going to be like, "Damn, <laughs> I can't even get my my um uh, my hip down the floor." Right. And at one point in time, you're going to be like, "Damn, why am I not like that?" But that's what but then you're going to realize that for one, people mm-hmm. like that and even like even like even like me for for doing stuff like well, like even certain certain poses like I'm I'm a career athlete, you know. I've been working out, doing stuff like that for years. She might be a gymnast. She might be working out for years. She might be doing even just yoga for a long time. Like you, and, and and it's like, but what happens is like, you know, again with meditation, you stop trying to find the explanation for it, right? You stop trying to say, well, why can't I? Why can't I? How is she like that? You say, you know what? I'm just gonna be. I'm just gonna do the best I can and do what the instructor says. Just breathe and look forward instead of looking around. Now again, now looking around is you know good sometimes because you because mm-hmm. i mean i do it to you know see people's form and see how they're doing it but to actually compare yourself to that is wrong like like looking at it for instruction purposes is great but looking at it to compare the journey that's not the move so 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 yeah and i'll say for, with, with me being kind of already hu- having humility anyways because again where i was at the class was always a bunch of um a bunch of uh 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 parallel uh, a pair of folks in there so so um like i was already like kind of you know mm-hmm. looked at sometimes but you know again got over that pretty soon um and you know as soon as you got over the fact that you're the only type of melanated person in there and after you go to the fact that that you uh, after you get over the stigma of falling then it becomes fun like it, it becomes really fun and again that's the journey right mm-hmm. like it's patience and it keeps going on and on till this is the next lifetime you're like damn I just have fun with this. I ain't got to perfect it. I just have to do it in a way that works for me and my family, which is like life. You ain't got to perfect it, but you got to do it something that so it works, though. But yeah, it, it definitely became fun 
after you after you let go of that attachment to that perfection or uh, to other people looking at you, though. Beautiful. Definitely. And, and something you said earlier that I wanted to touch on, I forget exactly how you worded it, but, um, you know, through that experience of being in the class and like losing the desire to compare myself, I think part of that came it, like it was humbling, of course, uh, because like you said, you had those people that are just like flexible, you know what I mean? But, you know, you can for, for me, I started to see myself and other people, you know, um, like as I started to become more comfortable, mm-hmm. I could see people that were less comfortable that may have been newer. And I'd be and I, in my mind, I'd kind of be like, I feel you, dog. Like, you know what I mean? But at the same time, like, I'm, I'm kind of like cheering myself on. I mean, not, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of like cheering them on in my head. Like, you know what I mean? And like, you just kind of see that and, and that patience that you, for, for me, I won't say, I won't project my experience on the others, but the patience that I gained with myself. I kind of learned to to gain in other people because, you know, I came to realize like I'm not that different. Like I can think I'm some special person or, or I can think like I'm not special. Like, however, whatever, you know, part of that 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 side of that coin. But at the end of the day, like I'm not that different. And so, you know, whatever whatever someone's worst is, whatever someone's best is, I'm not above that best or that worst. And so uh i have yoga you know uh, to think it was a large part of me being able to see myself and others like a reflection yep Yep. (laughs) would you say you know we kind of talked about the spirituality part of it would you say uh how would you say it's enhanced your your spirituality so spirituality to me is getting in tune with yourself because we so 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 spirituality to me we are spirits so we're, we're all spirits we're all souls living inside of this body here so uh there's a lot of things that can get you in touch with spirituality but you know being that yoga so but but being that we're talking about yoga yoga is just one of those ways that gets you to know yourself because i mean anytime you know yourself is that spirituality so yeah yoga enhanced it because it it, it sheds layers right There, there we go yoga meditation for me my wellness practices shed layers for me because every day we're placed on with layers that we put on ourselves from society, our our friends, platonic or romantic, our family, uh, you know, what the capitalism that we have to do here in, in America, especially. So, so yeah, uh, a really spirituality is, is shedding all that. So again, I, I would say that I would say really spirituality is, is releasing um, anything that helps you release is spirituality. Because true, true spirituality is, is free it's vast and it's infinite. So anything that boxes you in uh, or contains you is kind of a, uh, a antithesis to spirituality. So yeah, with yoga and with, with yoga, uh, you know, breaking down those spiritual, those, those emotional barriers to the spirituality um, is 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 was was the best for me. Because um, I mean, again, when I, when I think spirituality, I think you know, you being the light being you are. So, you know, yoga influenced me, my, my diet influenced my way I talk to people, the way I talk to myself. And yeah, so, 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 so yeah, that, that, that's what it is, right? Like yoga and meditation, they influence me to do better. And by doing better for my entire environment and my, my entire world, 
my soul is pleased. And the less I do day by day, you know, for the physical and the more I do for the spiritual. And even though I'm doing things that are huge impact for the physical, I'm just doing things that nurture the physical, which, again, is releasing uh, all the need to do so much or be so much in the physical. So, yeah, releasing and shedding layers is the profound part of yoga for me. Uh, I mean, meditation, those, those two, again, are hand in hand for me. What about you? I would say that coming from my background, right, the yoga community was the most spiritually diverse community that I had been a part of by that, you know, at that point in my life. But at the same time, you know, the experiences that I've talked about earlier kind of led me to a place where, whereas before I was sort of like, Sometimes in Christianity, it can be this like me, us versus them type of deal. And, and us will be like the Christians and then will be like literally anybody that doesn't identify with Christianity. Uh, but in yoga, everybody was us. You feel me? So like I will meet people that were like identified with like, you know, they were Muslim or like some were Buddhist, some were atheists. Some had started out atheist and turned Christian. Some had started out Christian and turned Buddhist or whatever. Um, but, you know, they were all called, for the most part, they were all called to to the practice for one reason or another. And for the most part, we all kind of wanted the same thing out of it, which was some kind of, some kind of peace, some, some sense of, some sense of like, belonging community you know whatever whatever people were looking for you know and so and so for me i just gained a greater understanding and and it became more of a, a us mentality instead of like a us versus you know anybody else kind of mentality for me and so i was really thankful for that now you, you know, made a like you made a big point so the thing that the reason why yoga is so different from all that is because again all that requires is that you be all that yoga requires is that you just simply be. You can just yeah. sit there in the entire room and as long as you're just sitting there and you're breathing, which is what you normally do and you're not trying to attach anything to it, you're doing yoga. Um, and the thing is, because it's like, yoga is a, a very true uniting religion. Like, there, there, there's not discriminate In the true yoga, there's not discrimination because it, it doesn't matter how tall, short, big, small you are. You can do yoga. Uh, if you can breathe, you can do yoga. So and so 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 really, really even deeper. That's what it comes down to is that if you can breathe, you can do yoga, and we can all breathe. See, and, and, and other times they say, oh, if you don't mm -hmm. do this, if you don't do this for somebody else, if you don't act this way, if you don't do this, then you're not a real person. Like that's all stuff that you have to try to do just to simply practice a religion. No, with yoga being a religion in itself. All you have to do is breathe, and that's something that we can all do. So that it automatically unites everybody. And what people who continue to practice yoga, the especially the real ones, because again, there is there is a anybody can tarnish it, but anybody who practices the real yoga, you find that yeah, like no matter how different we are, no matter what we um no matter what labels we have for each other, what labels that we have ascribed to for this lifetime, at our core. We can share yoga because that is our core. That's our soul. That's our spirit. That's our energy 
talking right there, and we all have that in common. So, yeah, yoga is the is the best religion because mm-hmm. it does not discriminate. At what point of your journey um, did you decide to to take it to the next level and and start to to teach? Like, wh- was oh. there something that triggered that within you? No, I mean, you know, that's that's the thing. I mean, yoga was always meant for me. Uh, yoga and meditation were always meant for me, so I'm just walking in my destiny now because I've always wanted to help people. I've always people have always come to me, uh, whether you know me and you're my friend or whether you're a stranger in the grocery store. Like people will just meet me and instantly feel extremely comfortable with me, like almost so extremely comfortable to the point where for them it's kind of uncomfortable and scary because they're like, whoa, I just met you. Why do I feel so safe with you? Why am I sharing all of these things with you when I don't even do this with my own family? In fact, I haven't even said this to myself before. I've been thinking about it, but you being here in my face or hearing your voice over the phone or on social media, now I just want to tell you everything. And I'm completely open and vulnerable with you. So, you know, really, yeah. and really until last year, I didn't really, like I said, just until last year, I didn't really realize what, what, what my biggest value was there. But, you know, that's what it was. Um, so, I mean, it, it naturally led there that in 2017, I was like, okay, well, if I can do this and it's had these effects for me, then I guess I'll start teaching my family and friends. So that's where it started. Of course. I, I, um, now, I, now with that, that's, that's the story for another day. I mean, of course, my family and friends weren't all just open and willing to it, but you know, I was able to get some of it on it. You know, some people uh, definitely got the message, you know, yep. so, so that's the thing about yoga. Yoga is not like some other things and the true yoga that I do. Like everybody who's actually getting the message will not comment on my stuff. Like I get every day I get, I've been watching you, man. I just don't say that. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So it's not something that you're going to get publicly praised for or lauded for sometimes, but people are watching. So I was like, I knew that as I was doing that, people were watching. And then eventually in 2017, that's mm-hmm. when I started uh, True Clarity Wellness, knowing that uh, I want to provide this as a service as much as possible. Uh, I, w- I, w- I want people to find their true clarity, whatever that means for them. So 2017, that summer is when I started having classes outside and they just start rolling them from there um i just knew that if i if my whole life i've always been a helper i've always been somebody that wants to assist i've always been somebody that you know i mean in a in a to a capacity likes hearing stories so that i can just for one hear it and just i mean hey whatever you whatever not sure what word you call it, but just know uh just have that knowledge of people's of people's work oh, yeah well, i know it is I, I, like, I like discovering things so discovering people through their stories is a beautiful thing. And then, shoot, it's, it's great if, if I can also help you. It's like, damn, I get I get, to, I get to one, explore, and two, help when I explore. And 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 so, see, that and that internal thing kind of carries on to how I do my travel. Not only do I travel just to play, I travel to explore. And, hey, if I can do a volunteer activity while I'm there, if I can share some of my good energy in that new space, that new country, that new continent I'm in, then that's great for me. So it works out all the way around. That's dope. So it it literally sounds like, you know what I mean? Like Precisely. it just was a natural progression for you. Like you was always meant for it. So what all so does True Clarity, True Clarity Wellness, Wellness is entail? a wellness company that helps individuals and corporates and corporate, uh, corporate accounts reach their 
highest potential and their wellness goals by having accountability partners and doing the practices of yoga, meditation, and other conscious activities that influence health. So uh, basically, if you're an individual, we take you, we break down a plan for you to get where you want to be in life, whether that's something financial, emotionally, or mentally. And instead of doing like just the, for most things, like the just dig in and grind things, you know, we, we do something that actually works with you and something that resonates with your energy. And we, we work to, we work to establish those practices in your life so that you can do it for yourself and, you know, create your desired result. And same thing for, for companies. Um, you know, uh, when, when people are, it, it just, it just, it's very simple. When, when people are happier and are more, are more aware then they're better workers. So, you know, with med- with our meditation and yoga programs, that brings in more efficiency to the workplace and can also help as far as team building and morale. So the better morale you have and the better, the more people know you care about their health, the better you have workers. So uh, that's that's what True Clarity involves, um, is, is essentially peeling back that lotus flower to get to the bottom of everything. So it goes True Clarity, Wellness, those are the three petals of true clarity, just unleashing that light that is you on the inside. It gives you clarity on who you are, what you want to do. That's dope. And, you know, you said you started it back in 2017, but I feel like now more than ever, we, we need that. You know what I mean? Like, especially with the pandemic, people are, are hurting and, and need that for themselves. So that's dope that you were A, caught to do that, and B, you're mm-hmm. like actually like, actualizing it you feel me so you you touched on it a little bit earlier but we're going to talk about it now so as a a a black male yoga instructor do you feel like you have like a unique experience in the yoga community um so i'll say this everybody has their own unique experience no matter what um you know type of national national that you claim to but i mean as you know and i'm sorry for anybody listening to this if you're a melanated person in wellness space uh, and if you're a man at that, then it's definitely something that you, I mean, I mean, in general, men do more healing by themselves than women do. Uh, women often have groups or support groups or, you know, resources to come together for that. So, I mean, any, any time that you're a, a, a melanated man in the wellness space, it's going to be a little different from you because, you know, men aren't men in general. And of course, melanated men are not taught to really embrace their healing or their emotions, which is kind of the first part of healing is, you know, acknowledge that you have emotions that are coming up. So, I mean, uh, uh, again, as I said, you know, me being a yogi, every every yogi's experience is going to be different and unique. uh, But, you know, as you know, me me, me being a a melanated man, uh, it's just, it's just, I mean, so so really my experience differs from other people is that, again, it's just that you, you have to do more by yourself and you're not, it's just not as it doesn't flow or it's not as accepted as smoothly as would be uh, somebody who's not melanated or if you're just uh, a woman who is who's melanated. But um, but I mean, that, that that's just that's yeah, that's what it is for sure. I mean, I mean, men, men just are not as accepted, but uh and that that's just the truth. So you have you just have to keep going with that one. Um, I mean, w- 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 is, is it the same for you? I assume. 
Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I, <laughs> That's I mean, but you know what I mean? It was, I, I will say this though. Um, what I experienced in like the average yoga setting makes mm-hmm. stuff like what you do that much sweeter. And, and what and and what I mean by what you do is for the people that are listening, my first interaction with you. So my, my friend, what, three weeks ago, a friend of mine had shared one of your tweets where you had advertised that you were doing a, a black uh, a, a Zoom session for for black men on Saturday morning. And so. <laughs> Typically, at 7.35 a.m. on a Saturday is not <laughs> yeah. in my wheelhouse. But when I saw it, I was like, oh, say less. And, and you know, when, when I was in there, it was just like, this is this is why, like, it's not why I do yoga, but, like, this is, mm-hmm. like, I, 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 I feel at home here. You know what I mean? Like, it was just such, like, a welcome. It was it was like the community that I had been looking for all along. Like, yeah, you can do this on your own, but everything's better with a community, right? Most things are better with a community. And so, you know, I definitely, you know, on top of everything else that you that you've done, you feel called to do. I definitely appreciate that space that you created. You know what I mean? And um, I hope that I hope that more people take advantage of that space, especially especially us as black men in a in a world where you know sometimes we feel like we have to do it on our a lot of times I just feel like we have to do it on our own um and we don't really have to do it on our own and at this point in our in, in our lives absolutely man i mean that's there uh I, the, I mean the first thing you said is like yeah it, it's it is different i mean you know you again most most yoga in the in america is just I mean, there's a reason why we all have an image of it because that's just what it is. Like at most yoga studios, and that's the thing. It's it's because if most yoga is done in studios and more, more, um, you know, uh, uh, more of the the the, the parallel folks are going to be having uh, uh, the studios, then it's very natural that you're going to see more of that. You're not going to see as much melanin at the studios. You're going to see you know, much more of the 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 lighter skin type. And again, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, that's a on a topic. I mean, light skin versus the dark debate and everything uh, of any type of culture. But yeah, so I mean, I I, I definitely know. Uh, I mean, I definitely am aware of how special that is, and you know how safe that is. So that that's why I look to create that because it's it's not it's just not out there. And again, it's like this. There's not even a lot. There's not even enough resources. For melanated men in the first place so uh yeah i mean i know you know what i'm doing is 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 important and i'm just glad to be to help provide it because it's just not a lot of it out there uh and we need that space to to feel safe uh because a lot of men well you know the irony is that we focus so much on our root chakra and trying to be stable and stuff the re- we're actually instable a lot uh we're we're, we're unstable a lot um you know, chasing, chasing money that makes, if you're, again, if you earn the money and you're doing it in a harmonious way, that's different. But chasing money is actually instability of the root chakra. Uh, a, a lot of us, a lot of us are chasing that, uh, that, that paper again, especially as, you know, black men, that's just what it comes down to. So again, I know a lot of the struggles and I know what we need. So it's definitely, definitely a pleasure, um, a pleasure and a, an honor to be doing that. And I'm, I'm glad people can can 
can learn from it. And like you said, I, I do hope more people come. I, I hope more men, you know, see it and they allow allow themselves because a lot of them have had questions. A lot of them are curious about it. And a lot of them, and now especially that somebody that it's a you know another black man doing it, like I know they're curious. So again, I hope that they allow themselves. Hope they allow themselves to experience something new and to just to be. For sure. Uh, what do you think could be done to get more black men into it? I mean, I know you, you've already created sort of a lane, but do you think there's anything that could be yeah, done to Yeah, it just needs more... Draw more, more of us in? It just needs more representation. So the thing is, representation is important. If you don't see it happening, if you don't see it being done... So the same way that I'm doing a lot of my farming and everything now, like, I didn't realize... You, they 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 make they the the elites the people who are i should say not be intentional the people who have usurped power and who are trying to conceal it from the earth and its rightful citizens um and its rightful rightful way of being like they they make things seem like it's very difficult although it's really not like you know, I mean, for, for one thing, I think that the biggest, most profound thing is what I'm doing with real estate investing and wholesaling. Like, it's, I've always thought, and of course, they've always put up all these imaginary barriers to entry, but whole time, they be doing stuff mad easy, mad simple, just pushing a few buttons and getting paid from it. And, you know, now that I've found wholesaling a lot, and a lot of other brown people are finding that, that just shows me how, like, if you don't see anybody doing it, and or like that looks like you doing it, you're gonna think it's difficult. So same 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 thing with farming and planting and stuff. Like it looks like it's a lot of work and it's difficult, but it's it's farming can be difficult. But growing your own garden is really not a lot of work. Like like growing your own food and having a little sustainability right there, it's not tough. Again, we think it's tough. We think it's that's stupid or whatever because we don't have the representation for it, but it's 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 something that it's something that we have to do see more of you know and again for me it was so so you know for me and for you probably too it was you know tough when we first getting started because shoot even at this moment so six years ago when i started it definitely wasn't no i didn't i, I don't think i never saw a, a brown man doing yoga until maybe like four or three years ago so it was really hard to find that so it was really hard to actually get into it and know what was the possibilities but you know uh that's what has to happen is that we need to have people sharing more of i'm gonna sound i'm gonna sound like such a like like, like such a lever right here but share more of my stuff for one so that we can get the get the party rolling going because the thing is that, that just, the, the honest truth is that <laughs> there's just not a lot of brown men on twitter doing yoga like even i try to intentionally follow them there's only like Three and, and and even with that, even to go deeper, there's not a lot of hetero heterosexual defining men doing yoga. Like a lot of the men that I think I think out of the four or five men I follow do yoga, four of them identify as gay. So it's very difficult for a man who identifies as heterosexual getting into yoga because there's no representation of it. So yeah, I mean it's important to share my videos to people. To, to share my page, like and so again, even like this, by somebody sharing my stuff and you seeing it, now we're on a podcast. Like it's I'm like it's not meant to sound cocky, like yo, I'm the yoga king sharing my stuff. But 
being being a again, I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna die die back in astrology real quick, but me being a tropical Pisces moon, like I am intuitive. Like I know how people feel, which is again what, what makes me a great energy worker because I know how folks feel. I know what leads to what. I know that the more that people share mine or other brown men's videos, that the more it's gonna attract folks. And I even know this. I know that the more women, the more women that that interact with that type of content and share that content, the more that men are gonna change that way. Now, I always say this, I always say this when I talk about the topic, in no way are women responsible for the healing of men. But if you can spark it, then why not allow yourself to spark it for them? So women definitely, um, and again, this is just something that's something that again for another day, but the energy of women being that they are the natural healers and nurturers, they have that ability to spark that creativity and that wonder in men. Because so even with me, to be honest about my journey, if I didn't have Twitter and I didn't see women posting wellness, black women, I would never know about it. Like there was no like back in 2014, there were no black men posting about wellness. So hmm. the only thing I could do was go to women. And it and it would have been wonderful, which which I did in that time, mm-hmm. find a few men, but like again, very few. But it, it, it would have been wonderful at that time. I'm thinking now to like have them actually share the types of like videos and stuff of yoga and wellness that I wanted to see. Now, I mean, it, it it comes up more now, but it's just it's just um you know not as much. So yeah, I mean sharing the content and then. Doing it yourself, you know, so many folks are like, Oh, I want, or like, again, let's use an example of like a woman and a boy. Um, oh, what's my boyfriend getting in yoga? What's my boyfriend do this? I'm like, Okay, well, do you do it? You know, so, so, so many times in general, not even just for, for yoga, where I was like, Man, I wish folks would get into that or do this. I'm trying to put people on. I'm like, Okay, so how often do you do this? How often do you practice this? How much are you a symbol or a signal of this? So I mean, the only ways I see it, again, is to share people that are already doing it and then do it yourself so that your following can see it. You know, join the challenges, join uh, post photos of yourself, do some research yourself, post videos or books. But uh, definitely we have to, in, in this social media age, has to be content going around. And again, in, in real life, you have to do it yourself so that you can show other people. Do you feel any sort of way about some of the less traditional practices, like kind of the deviations, like for example, like your your trap yoga or anything like so that? How do you feel I about, th- about those? Do you have any balance. feelings about them? Um, uh, just balance it. Uh, I mean, the the, the 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 thing about it, and it's simple. I don't care if it's what type of music it is, but if your music is cursing and using like you know, curse words for fanity while you're doing yoga, then it's going to have a different effect on you if you, than if you're listening to uh, music that doesn't have that in there, doesn't have that energy. Like, you know, so the, for instance, I was talking about rap the other day on the timeline. Um, a lot of rap music is comparison. Like, if I listen to some rappers, they're going to say, hey, I'm better than this, I'm better than you, better than this, look what I have. So, I mean, like, for instance, I mean, a rapper that I can think of, like, listening to Little Baby or, like, like during yoga, I mean, it would be good for like the physical aspect, I guess. But uh, I mean, you have to definitely acknowledge that while you're opening your body and your mind up during yoga, your mind's gonna be more uh, more 
susceptible to those messages. So if you're listening to music that, you know, is degrading of women and that is comparison and destructive of men, then uh, I would say do that with, do that with like care and hash it out. So again, it's different. So, so that's the thing, as I said, yoga, and as you know, like yoga is not just physical. It's a very mental and emotional thing. Like you're really opening your body and mind up. And I say it because, like, when you're working out, and a lot of working out is, you know, putting that physical into it. So I'll be, I'll be honest. That's the thing. I'll be even with me. Even though I breathe while I'm working out, like working out for me is a very physical thing. Like I don't like infuse my spirit and open up all my chakras to work out. Um, I don't. Like I use a very focused part of my body and my mind to do so. Now with yoga, I'm opening up my subconscious. I'm exploring what's inside of me. I'm breathing as I'm moving for like you know an hour straight. Uh, because again, even with even with working out, you do you do an exercise for 15, 20 seconds, then you're done. So you know you listen to music. You know then uh, I think it's different because I mean even me like for, like in, in my case, I, I listen to you know some. I listen to shoot. I listen to almost every other morning, every every rising some little John. Uh, let's go. Like, let's go. That trick, daddy. So, but I just, but knowing that, knowing how deep and vulnerable that yoga meditation is, I just wouldn't frequent putting any type of low frequencies in my head during that practice. So uh, I get the concept of, of trap yoga and, you know, doing it once in a while. I would just definitely advise anybody to uh, diversify their experience with yoga other than just with uh, trap music. Yeah. I feel you. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. It's a space for it, I guess. I don't really have any, any thoughts on it necessarily. But, but no, I, I appreciate you sharing yours. And um, I don't really have much else. Did you, did you have anything that you wanted to, like, um, share or hmm. anything you wanted to promote before we, before we called it? My, my closing statement here is going to be, I advise anybody who really wants to Answer those questions, right? And I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm going off on a limb right here, just assuming that somebody hearing this has that voice inside their head or those questions inside their head that have been burning, they've been ignoring. What I'm saying is that the only way that you will get closer to that healing place you want or to answering those questions is by making your world more quiet, and that involves the music around you. That involves the food you eat. That involves your room and your home. If your room and your home are messy, that's dirty. That's going to be dirty energy. That's going to be clogged and blocked energy. So anything you do, if you want to get deeper to yourself, I advise you, I implore you, and I promise you, if you get more silent, you will find out more about yourself. If you take your time, if you're gentle, if you're patient, if you breathe deeper for longer, if you try practices like yin yoga or yoga nidra, where you're doing yogic sleep or holding poses for much longer than just those 30 seconds or 15 seconds, I can promise you, you will get deeper to the answers you've been seeking your entire life. <laughs> That's it, Shoot, bro. Man, on that That's a mic drop right there. <laughs> I don't know what other note we can end it on. Feel me? But look, man, I appreciate you. Thanks so much for taking your time and sharing your space. Uh, pleasure interacting with you. And again, just thankful to be 
on this server right here. Um, so my socials, y'all, Twitter is real Malcolm Ed, R-E-L-M-A-L-C-O-M-E-D. And I know he's probably gonna link link it on here, but there's that. Then my Instagram is Ed the Yogi, E-D-D-A-Y-O-G-I. Um, that's where a lot of my content gets out. You can work with me individually for yoga or meditation, uh, or just again being an accountability partner, true clarity wellness. You'll find me, you'll find that on those. Uh, pages again true is tru claritywellness.com find me link me and again i love y'all daniel i'm thankful to you and ready to build with you in the future bro much love bro definitely a good convo that said <laughs> uh, i think we did what we had to do here we can call it